melamine, megavan and melamine. Ianet mean Nathal, Mani and Ethlene. Ianet mean Sierra. I always get tongue tied. I know, I do too. And then I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> Welcome everyone to our podcast, Chronicles of Fiction, the podcast where we read and talk about everything and also Lord of the Rings fanfiction. <laughs> that is how it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great, wasn't it? Yes, and maybe, hopefully, soon to be Six of Crows, maybe, possibly. Are you reading? I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. I haven't read Crooked Kingdom yet, but. How? How? I, I, because I haven't gone to the library yet because. Why? I, because, because I have a stack of, like, six books that need to be read before I take them back, and I don't want to go back with just one return in hand, so. Um, okay. Plus, I started reading that book that I sent you, um. Remember that screenshot that I sent you with of the back of the book? Yes. I started reading that. It turns out the whole book is written like that, and it's fantastic. <gasps> okay, what's it called? Uh, okay, the Bartimaeus trilogy. Okay. And so, like, you know, it's 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 about demons and magicians. So you gotta like let your imagination wander a little bit. They're not connected to Satan so much. Just that's just the yeah the world. negative entities or whatever. So, um, but they, they're connected with these quote unquote magicians and the whole book is like, there'll, there'll be paragraphs. There's one is coming from the magician's perspective. And then another chapter will be like the demon's perspective because the magician conjured him and has sent them on, sent him on this quest or whatever. And so it's, it's really funny because when the demon is, it's from his perspective, he'll just be talking, talking, talking. And then there'll be these little quotations. And at the bottom, he'll be like, yeah, that part sucks. Or just little like funny things <laughs> it's so funny i'm gonna have to read that yeah i was intrigued and um i've been uh kind of sucked into it so um but i i only have like maybe two or three more to read and then i'll go back to the library again i, I have a routine where i go on like friday after i get off work if i can or saturday and I go browse around no more than 25 minutes because if I go longer than 25, I will have 12 books or more. Yep. And then bring them home. And then I have something to read in the for the weekend and uh, in between calls while I'm working. That's where I get most of my reading done. That must be awesome. It's pretty great. It's, <laughs> it's pretty great. I love it. Because, I mean, my job's kind of a sweet deal. I can do whatever I want on the internet. And I have read books that way because I can pull them up on like Kindle yeah um but to be able to actually like sit there and just read an actual book sounds awesome yeah no it's great I love it it's fantastic we all need jobs like that right what we trying for (laughs) um we should probably make this part a little bit short because I just noticed that this chapter is 15 minutes long oh wow Okay, so I have, we can do, you want to do questions after? Oh, wait, um, it's, how long has it been since we recorded? It hasn't been that long. We're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it definitely feels, because I was thinking about that earlier, it feels like a really long time, but also, like, I'm pretty sure we're still on schedule. Yeah. So, I don't know why it feels like it's been a really long time. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because it's, it's only been two weeks. yeah. So I don't, nothing, wrong. nothing's really happened to me. Um, I, I got approved. <laughs> we got approved for new apartments, so we're gonna be moving in November. Um, oh, cool! And um, 
uh, I started with a new therapist yesterday. It was a real, it was a real basic, like get to know each other appointment. So like nothing nice. else, but yeah, I really like her. I think I'm going to like her better than my last one. So that's how it ended up for me. Like I ended up, is she like, is she the one that's in like training or is mm-hmm. she more? Yeah. Yeah. She's still okay. a student. Okay. So, but I really like her. She's my age. The other one was um, like in her mid forties, which is fine. But it was, God, I hope our mother doesn't listen to this podcast. There is no way she will take the time to listen to this. Okay. That was horrible. So, but she's right. Um, we were, she was, we were kind of like getting to know me. She's like getting to know about my past a little bit. And it just rolled off my tongue. And I was like, yeah, so I have quite a bit of mama trauma. And I burst out <laughs> laughing because when it, like I said it without thinking, it was just, uh, it made me laugh. I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. And she laughed. And then she was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm 28. So I think we're at this age, we're all just starting to realize that we have a lot of mama trauma. We all do. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Oh no. That's, that's great though. Right. So I was really happy. And I, I'm not happy that this happened to her, but, um, she lost her father four years ago, she said. So like, I'm, I'm not happy that that happened to her. I hate that. But That's a since I am going to therapy for grief in regards to that and my recent PTSD with our father having had a second heart attack, um, I'm glad that I'm with someone that gets it. Yes. You know, like yeah. she she gets where I'm coming from. So yeah, for sure. I was like, okay, this will work out. Yeah. Yeah. You have that. That's. Yeah. Lost, I don't know. I can't word. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> but well, no, that's good. I'm glad. I was. I I miss my therapist. Yeah. And I'll, I'm ready to get started with that again. But yeah. Yeah. So guys, therapy. It's the shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to really cuss on this, but I feel like it worked. It does work. <laughs> <laughs> get in therapy, guys. Get in therapy. Get in therapy. It will help you. It's going to feel a lot worse first, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I think that's something that's interesting. I don't feel like a lot of people talk about that. I mean, we talk about that. Yeah. But they're always just like, get in therapy. It'll help you feel better. And then you're in therapy. You're like, it's not making me feel better. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you have to open up those wounds. Yeah. And you have to just relive situations because you have to, mm-hmm. not only do you have to tell someone the situation, but then they ask questions about it yep. and they ask questions, especially of how you felt in that time. So then you really mm-hmm. have to think about what you were feeling and you don't, yeah. we don't want to think about that. We shut it off for a reason. And, yeah. but if you shut it off, it just festers and it grows mold and it doesn't get better and uh nope and it bleeds into everything else it absolutely does creates new trauma yep that's where generational trauma comes into play Uh yep Uh Uh i really want to look more into that i'm really intrigued because there's some things that i've that i've heard and read say that it also like new studies are showing like it changes your dna yes literally changes you so duh you're gonna pass that down to your children like and I really want to dig more into that yeah so like um like if you look back into our grandmother's past and some of the verbal abuse that she Mm -hmm. suffered and stuff like that um when she 
you know, got pregnant with our mom, our mom's DNA was changing into that more timid um, type personality. And then that was also transferred into us. And it, 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 and you can trace it further back, you know, Um, it's, it is fascinating. And I'm, I'm glad that they're coming out with it because I think too, it will um, also come to prove that like African-Americans also suffer from that generational trauma of slavery. And I'm glad that they're finally coming out with some scientific evidence uh, to back it up. Um, right, that it's, yeah. And they, that- they do feel it, you know, just like we feel ours is going to be more mental and emotional, but like they do feel that. Yeah. We all do. Yeah, and there needs to be mental health. It's, and I feel like we've made, and I've gotten, I actually was in a mental health group um, a couple of weeks ago. It was really cool um because I'm doing I'm trying to jo- join more stuff like that for my writing but um and they were talking about because they're a lot older than me they were talking about how much better the climate is now yeah. than it was even 30 years ago oh but yeah there's we still have so far to go and getting this to be like as if like well because it is like you broke your arm mm-hmm. you somebody said it <laughs> you yeah. broke your brain you go have somebody said it <laughs> exactly exactly that's just how it works it should be seen and we're getting there we're getting there and it's 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 and and i think like for me if i ever have children i will have my children in therapy from pretty early on just because a therapist helps you understand your emotions and i was not taught how to understand my emotions Mm -hmm. i am learning but I, because I'm learning so late in life, I will never feel like I'm at a place where I can help my children thoroughly understand. Therefore, I will have them there. The goal is that my children will be so good at it that maybe they don't need to put their children in therapy because they will know how to explain and feel emotions and stuff like right. that. Because so, um, that's, that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. And at the end of the day, it never hurts. It doesn't. Yeah. What's it going to hurt? exactly like just it's gonna help them understand and then it might help them feel more heard because it's an unbiased opinion mm-hmm. saying yeah mm-hmm. you're right it does suck that you have to go to bed at eight Mama. <laughs> uh, and we we live in a society where not we're not heard because everyone is entitled to their own opinion and while that is great and is necessary in a free country that also means then that i don't have any reason to listen to your opinion Right. Because I'm already entitled to mine, so why should I listen to yours? So I feel like we live in a society where we don't value um, being able to just talk. Yeah. You know, and be heard. So I I will always, always, always advocate for therapy. Me too. And it just, and now that I'm getting into writing about it, it's very fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much. And I the, the the generational stuff stuff intrigues me the most. And I think that's also because it's new stuff that's yeah. coming out. And why can't I talk today? I'm gonna cut that part out. Um but mostly because it's like new stuff that's coming out. It's it's really I don't know, it's very interesting. It is. It's fascinating. I'm so glad that we're finally coming into a time where it's okay to admit that you're going to therapy and people are studying mental health for the first time and or not for the first time but people are listening to the studies I guess for the 
time, you know, and uh, yeah. it makes me very happy. It makes me a little bit, it makes me feel a little bit better about bringing children into the world at some point. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe, maybe they will be born into it. They might be born into a, a warmer world because climate change is going to go away, but maybe they'll be born into a kinder world. So yeah. <laughs> that's all I can ask for. That's it. Toasty and kind. <laughs> Toasty and kind. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's the plan. <laughs> uh, okay, I have an elvish word that I have to remember how to pronounce. Ooh. Um E of Vass. E of Vass. Wait. Let me think. Hang on. I'm going to cut this long pause out. <laughs> Insert long pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about that scene from Friends when he's just like, he's saying his lines. And then he says, that was long pause. <laughs> he's like, you're not supposed to say long pause. Oh, yes. Speaking of Friends, have you seen Shit's Creek? I haven't finished it yet. Go finish it. I know. I know. I need to. It's so good. We've been rewatching Friends. We're in season nine. Um, you like um, you like true crime podcasts, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have Hulu? Please don't say Hulu. No, because I'm way I'm not on mom and daddy's internet. <laughs> okay, you can sign into my Hulu. Um, you need to watch Only Murders in the Building. Is Selena Gomez is in it, and they're like no. this ragtime ragtag group of people that live in this like real fancy New York hotel and there was a murder in it and they inadvertently start like their own murder podcast Ooh, it's so good they only only the first three episodes are out but um I will send you my login info when I can remember it and (laughs) you should watch it the login isn't the problem because I have one that is login it's that if you're off your home base internet for more than 10 days it cuts you off uh, are you able to log back in? But I guess not. Yeah, so I'm so I'm technically logged in. So if I went if I went to mom and daddy's tonight, uh-huh. I, I would be and come, and came back, I would be fine for the next like seven to ten days. Oh, I understand what you're, you're saying. Getting a lot of crap for because like truckers and stuff like there sometimes they're gone for a very long time right people travel people do things right and people people buy things like um unlimited streaming data on their phones for that reason yeah i'll never go back to not having unlimited yeah 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 yeah. uh that sucks oh so mad. i know me too because we wanted to watch um we wanted to rewatch brooklyn 99 Oh, so good. Nick loves that. So show. good. So <laughs> good. Uh, okay, wait. I'm supposed to be figuring out this word. Back on to what we were talking about. Remember that everything part? <laughs> yeah. Um, how is I? Why am I spacing so much? Like, with the, with, I is pronounced E, right? Me. Yes. yes. Ah, okay. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, E of us. I did say it right. E of us. Which means autumn or fall <gasps> or holiday. Because uh, it's September. Oh, I love it. I love, I love it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How do you spell it? It's spelled I mm-hmm. A V A S. 
E of Oz. Yes. E of Oz. Autumn. I was like at work today and I was like, shoot, I gotta come up with a word. Okay, so I, I could say E of Oz Gloss and that would mean Autumn Joy. Yes. Oh, oh I'm, you. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm about to go make a Facebook post in in very vague um, Elvish. Yes. Yeah. I made a comment. Nick posted. Um, Nick posted a status that was that was like Eagles should pick up Cam, and I was like, Oh, did you mean you talk about the Eagles that picked up Fred? Oh no, you meant the football Eagles. <laughs> and his dad just like laughy face. I, I was like, it. You get it. You get it. I was like, Babe, you can't just. I wish I had, like, I wish I had taken the time. I was at work, so I didn't have the time. I had to type it fast, but I wish I'd taken the time to type out. Um, Babe, I I wish that, like, or I wish I'd said, babe, you should know by now, living with a nerd, that the Inkles are, um, they're too high and glorious to bother themselves (laughs) with picking up ordinary men. Yes. But it was still great. That makes me so happy when your brain is just like, it's definitely this fandom thing. It's that. What what other eagles are you talking about? Oh. On Pinterest, there was this like, um, there was this post. It was a Christmas post. It had a, um, like a step-by-step for making snowmen on this red, um, like Christmas tree bulb. Yeah. And how you do it is um the slide starts with like you take white paint over your hand and you put it over the bulb and my very first thought before i got to the end of the slide and realized what it was was why would you want the hand of Saruman on your bulb (laughs) (laughs) exactly very first thought and then i laughed that's amazing yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to see anything but that and i was like why are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> why 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 would you do that <laughs> do you not know what that means <laughs> you not know? okay seems sus but okay <laughs> weird flex but okay uh okay e of us which e means of- autumn i need to write down the meaning of it because i'm gonna forget yeah. autumn I don't know how to spell autumn. A U T U M N. A U T U M N. Close enough. Yep. Fall. Fall. Because the leaves are falling. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, should we dive into yes our story? Uh, we are on chapter four of Talon the Mighty's story, The Rider of Rohan. We are following Gamerick and now also, I believe, Boromir, right? Yes. Um, on their way, Boromir is headed to, um, well, Talon Ta- oh, the Mighty. Gamerick <laughs> is going after Gandalf and um, Boromir is heading to Rivendell for what we know to be the Castle of Elrond. Am I right on all that? <laughs> Yes, you are. At first, okay. I first said the castle of Elrond, and I was like, that is not correct, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> the council. The council. I'm just uh... <laughs> Can't talk, can't read, can't speak. It's the end of the day, and it's a three-day weekend, so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is chapter four, which is titled Lost. <clears throat> 
Movement in the brush. Cameron's head snapped left as he loosed an arrow in the direction he had heard the leaves rustling, killing the small rabbit that had made the commotion. He knelt down, making sure to be delicate with the tiny animal. He didn't want to accidentally take out a large chunk of flesh when he removed the arrow, as these small creatures didn't have much meat to offer to begin with. He and Bormir had been traveling north, following the gray flood, and now the... <coughs> excuse me. And now the Brunine, I guess, for about two weeks. Gamrick had lost his reserve food during the crossing at Tharbad, but luckily the bag Boromir had retrieved from the river was one with Gamrick's bow and arrows, so they had still been able to hunt. He felt that they must be getting close to Rivendell now. A few days passed. Am I saying this right? The Bruinine? I have no clue. So cool. yes, you are you're pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> A few days passed. The Bruinine had pulsed and flooded with some form of magic and he saw the tattered remains of nine black cloaks being swept downstream with much anger oh that's so cool yes oh that would be when uh this would be right as frodo crossed over and um i believe it's glorfindel right that calls up that that water yeah 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 and then i'm useful if you're horses Uh uh-huh uh-huh Gamrick could imagine that only the elves would be capable of a feat like controlling a river. Surely the Eldar were powerful and to be feared. However, Imladrius was their destination, so they continued following the river, which had become increasingly more shallow as they traversed further northeast. It was noon now, and they had set up camp near the bank of a ford while Gamrick had gone hunting. Even the hardiest warriors of Gondor and Rohan couldn't continue their mission on an empty stomach. Calling into camp was a stretch, however... Really, it was a small fire between a pair of large stones to sit on, as had been all of their camps since their belongings were washed away at the Tharbad. Oh, how I long for my bedroll, Gamrick thought. He shook his head in shock suddenly. Well, I never thought I'd be missing that old thing, but I guess anything is better than sleeping in the bushes. His stomach began to growl, and he exhaled. With the rabbit bagged and hanging from his belt, he began heading back, making sure to leave his bow drawn in case he stumbled upon more prey. He enjoyed being near the shallow water as he meandered back to the campsite. He thought of Asafeld's death less he thought of Asafeld's death less near the shallows, and though it still hurt to think about, he felt that he was beginning to mend as he moved farther upstream. He had hoped that this was partially due to their nearness to Rivendell. The last lonely house was renowned for its healing magic, after all. He was snapped out of his trance when he heard the sounds of heated combat coming from the camp, followed by an unfamiliar horn. Boromir, Gamrick realized. The rider sprang into a full sprint as he darted upstream, knocking an arrow as he urged his burning legs to pick up the pace. At last, he broke the tree line and thundered into the clearing. There he saw Boromir, his broad sword drawn and his circular shield ready, facing down four orcs. One was already felled at his feet. Gamrick bellowed loudly, catching the attention of the assailants. Then he quickly loosed an arrow, sending the bolt straight into the left eye of the orc nearest him. Not a sound escaped the beast's lips as it crumpled to the ground in shocked silence. Formir began slowly retreating towards Gamrick, but the orcs would not allow it and charged towards the men. The rider tossed his bow aside and a clear, strong note rang out as he drew his sword. He longed for his shield now, but he had left it near the fire before beginning his hunt in the early hours of the morning. He felt grateful at least to still have his helm at a time like this. The arrowing forced on his breathing as the three remaining orcs closed in on them. An orc lunged wildly at Boromir, but the Gondorian, with a mighty push, sent his assailant stumbling backwards across the rocks. 
the other members of the Dark Patrol apparently thought better of continuing the assault, for they halted and began circling the two travelers. Gamrick intently studied every small movement his enemies made as they continued to circle one another, searching for any signs of weakness. The white rocks of the ford were stained with blood, and soon they would be stained with more. Suddenly, two arrows flew by either side of Gamrick's head, and he ceased all movement, paralyzed with fear. Two of the assailants dropped to the ground, squealing in pain, as each clawed at the missiles embedded in their throats. <clears throat> Gamrick and Boromir wasted no time as they leapt towards the orcs and finished them off with harsh blows from their swords. The third gawked in surprise for a split second, then bolted off in the opposite direction. Before reaching the safety of the trees, two more arrows sailed between the two men, hunting their prey with a deepening hunger as the bolts grew ever nearer to their target. The bolt struck the terrified creature in the back of its bald head, and the servant of darkness fell to its knees before collapsing face first into the brush on the edge of the clearing. The men stared across the small ford where the arrows had come from, but found nothing and nobody. Boromir and Gamrick exchanged nervous glances. They must be elves, Gamrick thought, as he peered into the bushes across the water. Otherwise, we would be dead. Hold a moment. I am Boromir of Gondor. My father of the stewards sent me to Imladrius, where I require advice from your lord Elrond regarding a dream that my brother and I have shared. Boromir shouted across the river, evidently having come to the same conclusion. Ay, and we witnessed nine black cloaks of drowned men not four days past, and do not wish to share their fate, Gamrick disclosed quickly. No ordinary flood would cause the Bruin Inn to swell leagues downstream. We seek only shelter and advice. We mean no harm, Gamrick added, when they received no response. The arrowling nervously glanced at the water that divided the unseen bowmen and the travelers. Movement in the brush. Two elves appeared from the greenery across the way, gold and silver armor glinting in the daylight. They were quite alike in appearance and posture. In fact, the only way Gamrat could tell one of them from the other was because he noted that one wore a light, pointed helm, and the other did not. Many strange folk from different lands have been arriving of late in hopes of receiving counsel from the Lord of, Mlad from the Lord of Mladris. I can't talk. <laughs> However, before we led you to our home, we would... We, however, before we led you to our home, we would know more of your intentions. The homeless elf stated, his voice like velvet. He brushed his black hair away from his face and assumed a perfectly balanced stance. There was a brief silence as Boromir and Gamrick again glanced at one another. Then Boromir began to speak. My brother and I have been plagued with the same dream, and I thought that perhaps Lord Elrond may be able to help me decipher it, Boromir announced. The men of Gondor have ever been our allies, and I am sure the Lord of Rivendell would be willing to assist you, the helmed elf on the left said graciously. He then shifted his gaze to Gamrick. And what of you, Eorling? What brings you to our home? Gamrick was silent for a few moments as he carefully chose his words. Saruman has betrayed us and has declared war upon my homeland. My lord, Theodred, sent me after Gandalf Greyhame, but I have lost his trail. I met my companion here in the ruins of Tharbad, where we both lost our horses to the flood. Gamrick paused, wincing in pain as he relieved those heart-shattering moments in his mind. He regained his train of thought and continued. We have been following the river upstream in hopes of finding Rivendell, or perhaps even Gandalf himself ever since. I must find the wizard. It is urgent. Last I saw, Saruman had closed the gap of Rohan with a force of many Dunlendings. We know of Saruman's betrayal. However... The situation seems worse than we have yet been informed. Very well. You may, en you may enter Imladris. Am I saying that right? Imladris? Yeah. 
Doesn't feel right. Okay. <clears throat> Very well. You may enter Grand Lodges. My brother and I will lead the way. Come. The helmless elf replied gracefully, yet his tone carried a dangerous undertone. Without saying so, the elven brothers had warned Boromir and Gamrick that if they were to become threats, they would be dealt with mercilessly. Strangely enough, they didn't wait for either of the men to pack their things. Rather, they simply turned and began walking away. Gamrick dropped the rabbit from his, wa from his waist and sheathed his sword. His stomach grumbled. If they are in this much of a hurry to take us to Rivendell, surely it is close. and There must be food, even if it is not but greens and elven dishes, Gamrick thought. Boromir sprung after the twins without a glance backwards towards their makeshift camp, but Gamrick made sure to pick up his bow and then darted to his shield, where he slung it over his shoulder and allowed it to rest comfortably on his back. The bow, however, he left in hand as he put out the fire with a heavy stomps, with a few heavy stomps, just in case he thought, just in case. Why drop, why drop, your kill? Boromir questioned once Gamrick had caught up to him. We must be nearby if they wouldn't wait for us to gather our provisions, and I did not wish to offend them, Gamrick responded. Ah, indeed. I forget that the elves only eat greens. Good point, Boromir acknowledged. I doubt they would have let you cook the creature at any rate. Pure rumor, the homeless guide said, not even bothering to look at them as he spoke. Not quite, said the other, correcting his brother. There are those of our kind that choose only to consume what comes from the soil. Despite still being a ways ahead of them, the men heard them quite clearly, as if the elves had sent their words to them on a gust of wind. They glanced at each other in surprise, curious as to how the elves could hear them so well from so far ahead. Still, they continued on, steadily growing closer to the twins ahead, who were now deep into a debate about the diets <laughs> of the different groups of elves that lived in Middle-earth. You know, <laughs> what I love about that line is, is we see elves as these, you know, almost angelic like perfect pure beings mm -hmm. and of course they have debates about uh what the other groups in middle earth <laughs> like because you know they have to what else yes. are they going to talk about all day yes that was amazing gamut realized something then these elves hadn't confirmed if gandalf was in rivendell or not his heart began to beat quickly and he picked up his pace i failed to introduce myself I am Gamrick, son of Rohan, captain of the Royal Guard of Helm's Deep, Gamrick said once he had finally caught up to his guides. The brothers did not acknowledge him. Rather, they were content to continue debating the morality of eating meat as they pressed onward, fairly disturbing the foliage around their feet and taking every step as smoothly as the last. Gamrick turned back to Boromir, who returned the same puzzled look that he assumed he had on his face as well. He didn't wish to be rude and was admittedly nervous when speaking to these immortal creatures, but he needed to know if Gandalf was dwelling in Imladris. However, if they refused to speak with him, this would be difficult information to come by. So much for the hospitality of the Eldar, Gamrick thought bitterly. Suddenly, both stopped and faced them in. I am called oh, El Rohir. Yep. I am called El Rohir, said the twin on the left, his golden silver helmet reflecting the bright sunlight overhead brilliantly as he took a slight bow. And I am Eladin. 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 I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I am Elodin, said the elf on the right, dipping his head in a similar gesture. Our father is the one whom you sink, Gondorian. Boromir looked at them with wonder and humbly bowed his head in respect. Gamrick did the same. So these are the legendary sons of Elrond, half of Elrond, half eleven. Elven. Half elven. Girl! 
Oh my god, I cannot read anymore. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You got this. You got this. So these are legendary sons of Elrond, half elven, Bormir stated enthusiastically. Gamrick's eyes widened in surprise. Indeed, he was unsure if elves had princes as the kingdoms of men had, but if so, these two elves were to be considered elven royalty. He found himself a bit more nervous than before. Many of our many of your kind treat us with much suspicion, Ryder, Elver here said, his clear voice void of any emotion, and yet you bow to us. Gamrick looked towards the ground sheepishly. It was true, many of the Rohirrim regarded the elves with suspicion and distrust. They did not have many interactions with the Queen of the Golden Wood, nor her people, whom dwelt nearest to Rohan of all the elven kingdoms. But the rumors described her as a witch with terrible power. Furthermore, it was said that those that entered her woods were never seen or heard from again. A chill went up his spine as he thought of the many dark tales that he had heard beside dying fires as a child before the night would close around him. As do yours, Gondorian. Elodin, Elodin added before Gamrick could even speak, observing them curiously with his blue-gray eyes. Gamrick found that it was difficult to meet his gaze, although, through his brief glance, Gamrick saw that Elodin's eyes were in turmoil. They reminded him of a dormant storm, with the gray clouds nearly dominating the once blue waters that lay just beneath, and Gamrick felt an immense sadness taking over his heart as he gazed on. He couldn't help but wonder what awful things those eyes must have seen to bring out such intense anger and sadness to the visible surface. I have been on the road for nearly four months. I am weary, and this road has been long and hard. I would show no disrespect to the guardians of the place I have sought for such a long while, Formir said, bowing his head. Gamrick opened his mouth to speak, but before he could do so, Elodin... Is it Elodin? Yeah. Okay. But before he could do so, Elodin raised his hand in protest. There is no need to apologize, Elodin said, his tone gentle and reassuring. We were merely curious. Come this way, he added abruptly. Then the twins turned in sync and began walking in perfect rhythm with one another once again. Gamrick and Bormir traded puzzled glances once more, much less graciously. Ugh. Gamrick and Bormir traded puzzled glances once more. Much less graciously, Gamrick stomped after them, with Bormir following closely behind. After a few hours of hiking through the mountain, mountainous forest terrain and silence, the small group made it, made it to a steep incline. The elves shot up the trail with seemingly no effort at all, while the men, who were still huffing and puffing from their long trek, struggled to follow behind them. At long last, they reached the top, and Gamrick's eyes beheld something more amazing and wondrous than they had ever seen before. Down in the valley below, with many beautiful waterfalls carefully caressing it, lay a breathtaking city carved into the landscape itself. The buildings moved around the trees, and the flowing architecture was astonishing, even at a distance. His breath caught in his chest, and he stood for a few, few moments in awe, completely unaware that the elves had continued without he or Boromir, who was reacting Sim similarly I can't say that word <laughs> who was reacting the same <laughs> the city looked as though it was glowing in the orange light of the setting sun the sunlight lovingly illuminated the golden leaves as they reached over the top of even the tallest building everything feels so very alive here Gamrick thought Asafeld would have loved this place the cool air cleared his mind he took a quick glance around and spotted the elves who were nearing the narrow bridge that led over the valley that separated Imladris from the outside world. He gripped Boromir's shoulder, breaking his line of thought and returning him to reality. Boromir nodded at him, and the two men set off after the elves. 
After a bit of walking, they caught up to the brothers, who had been waiting patiently at the entrance of the bridge. This place is beautiful, Boromir breathed, shock still visibly drawn in his face. Welcome to Imladris, Eladen announced. Beautiful indeed, Elber here added. This city holds the memories of many thousands of years. With a small smile, Elrohir began leading the men across the bridge, with Elodin bringing up the rear of the company. As they crossed the long bridge that led over the deep canyon below, Gamrick ch chanced to peek over the edge. It was a long way down, but the scenery was gorgeous. Though the rolling plains of Rohan were at his heart, he couldn't help but find this place just a bit more wonderful. The main gate of Rivendell grew larger with every step, and for the first time in his life, he found that he was loath to enter the safety of a city. Out here, there was a slight breeze which rang happily in Gamera's ears, and the river that ran hundreds of meters beneath them made a wonderful, albeit quiet, babbling sound. The nearby waterfalls complemented the symphony of beautiful bird song and natural ambiance with the thunderous, rhythmic drumming of water on rock. This place was truly magical, and though he would be very content to stay on the bridge and soak in every detail of the place before moving on, he knew he was on an urgent mission, and moreover, he felt that he was nearing the end of it. The Grey Pilgrim must be here, Gamer thought. The group of four stopped at the gate. There will be people of many nations inside. Our father lives at the top of the hill, Boromir of Gondor. Seek him there. Gandalf is also inside, spending a majority of his time with a party of halflings that have only recently arrived from the Shire. We must go our separate ways now, as my brother and I are expecting more guests at the ford, Elodin stated. The twins bowed and began walking back across the bridge without another word. Gamrick's heart began to soar with many emotions. A sense of relief washed over him because all that he had endured to get to this point wasn't in vain. Elated pride filled his heart, knowing that now he would fulfill the final mission of his partner. An overwhelming feeling of joy dispelled the shadows of doubt that had worn on his mind since he left the gap of Rohan behind him so many moons ago. Because at last, the potential to save Rohan was finally within his grasp. The massive gates swung open, and inside, Gamrick saw a multitude of elves going about their business with perfect posture and impossible perfection. Well, Asafeld, we made it. And that's the end of the chapter. I really appreciate the way he wrote Aladdin and Elrohir. Yes. Because a lot of times they're done in a way that gets on my nerves. <laughs> oh, really? They're made to be... I'm going to offend a lot of people. Um, all six of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're made to be like pranksters and jokesters. I may have ranted about this on here before, but I'm going to And they may have been like that when they were younger, but like at this point of time, because you know, of course, how much do you know about them? Not a whole lot. Okay, well, I'll give you more background without spoiling the rest of the books for Lord of the Rings, because um, this stuff happened before. So when he was talking about, I guess, I think it was Elodin, um, having like anger in his eyes and stuff. Yeah. It's because they were, they had been going on a rampage, killing all the orcs they could because their mother, Celebrain, so Elrond's wife, was yeah. captured and tortured for, and then they found her. Right, but she was like never the same. No, so she's right. Yeah. Um, Okay, I do remember that. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it, it, I guess it gets on my nerves when um, 
after that, they're still written to be like, they're just like playing, playing pranks, which like yeah. adults don't play pranks all the time. Like occasionally, right. sure, but that's not their whole personality. Right. And if it is, it's, it's because, well, it's probably because they haven't had a tragedy like that. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it is true. Like when you have a tragedy like that, like you're not, it's going to change who you are completely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, so I really appreciate that. They were very like professional, but I mean, they were still a bit lighthearted with the whole arguing, but like, that's, that's fine. They still felt like adults. And that's no, but yeah, 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 yeah. That was very, that was more of a brotherly. Yes. Thing. Yeah. It not like because the the stuff that that gets thrown around in the fanfic worlds a lot is like they'll cut Glorfindel's hair or something. Oh my god! That and just doesn't like, seem like anything that an elf would do. No, like maybe as a child, sure. Like that's fine, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. But no, and it kind of bothers me because like they're I don't know they're like they're also like the sons of Elrond they're kind of a big deal right yeah so like they would have been well it's just like just like he said like like just like Gamrick was thinking like he didn't know if they had the same like line of royalty that the men do Mm -hmm. but if they did they would be royalty they were princes they would be the next in line to be lords of 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 um yeah and then ladris yes yes thank um, you yeah and so i feel like that kind of thing is kind of parented away <laughs> yeah into you're gonna be like you have responsibilities right um so i really appreciated that i was like yes i this is this is good because i don't see this very often yeah he did a good job he he does his writing like i felt like i was seeing um Rivendell again like I really felt like I was you know that moment where you where you pan into it in Lord of the Rings I felt like I was looking at it from a different angle because I'm at a different part yeah. of the story true you know you know how this whole thick has felt yeah like with the cloaks and everything and seeing that like yes yes that was also cool those little reminders of like where we're at in the story but also mm. that like even though we're so focused on the Lord of the Rings story, there were so many moving parts in Middle Earth at oh, the time yeah. that was going yes. on. And it's just a good reminder of that. Yes. Very, very well written, uh, Tal and the Mighty. We are thoroughly enjoying this story. Yes. Um, and we have answers for questions. Okay. So I sent him some, and then um, somebody on Instagram responded with, a question too which i actually had okay so basically the one that was on instagram i had already asked him so but the we'll start with the instagram one no we're not okay we're gonna start with one okay and if we get any more on instagram we can always answer them oh absolutely because i was like what was it a half hour before we started recording (laughs) oh no i didn't i well i asked the question this morning but i didn't ask I didn't send those questions to tell the money it just worked out that this one was one that I had already asked and so I'll just give credit to the person that asked on Instagram um so the first question was one I asked and it said what inspired you to write this fic mm. and the answer was 
my love for Lord of the Rings is endless. Welcome to the club, my dude. Yep. Um, <laughs> I've always wondered what might have changed if a representative from Rohan was president of the Council of Elrond. Oh, yes. Okay, wait, I'm going to read ahead because it said this might be spoilers. Okay. Mm. I'll cut this long pause out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, well, I guess the being at the Council of Elrond was the spoiler, but we're close enough. We knew that was happening anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and it says, so I took upon myself to write a what-if scenario whilst trying to stay as true to the source material as possible. I think I have achieved a believable plot thus far. Absolutely. Oh, 100. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is that you ha he hasn't stepped on the toes of any of the existing characters. Uh-uh. No, he, oh, hasn't, yeah. he hasn't changed anything. No, no. Very, yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, and, okay, and then with what, with Gamrick being sent after Gandalf for A, not necessarily to Rivendell in particular, but of course, Gamrick end up, end up, bleh, ends up in Rivendell because that's where Gandalf is. Um, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I like that. I, I love how um, how it started out with him just following the wizard and then yes, it was almost like destiny brought him to Yes, Rivendell. it felt so... Where yeah. everyone else is being called to. Right. You know, yeah. he would also be called there without even realizing it. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times when you see these types of stories, it's very, either they stumble across, I'm just throwing shade to everybody's fix, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they either just like happen to stumble upon Rivendell, which I'm sorry, but Rivendell's kind of hard to find. You're not, yeah. You know, stop, please edit that. Um, or they're like a distant relative that doesn't make sense um but that's a whole other rant okay question two that uh who is your favorite canon character and why um and then his answer was my favorite canon character will always be gandalf his often comfort me in times of darkness that's so wholesome <laughs> right um besides how can you not be interested in any interested in the journeys of an eternal wizard that's equivalent to an angel and Tolkien born. I mean, true. Yep. That's valid. Um, okay, and then this one was the question that Sundusk from Instagram had. I need to go actually find it, though. Um, okay, so I think it was, I believe... Yes. Sundusk from Instagram asked, I'm like struggling through screenshots. <laughs> uh, hey, man, you're a king and I'm proud of you. What's your favorite chapter you've written so far? Um, and that was the question that I had asked a similar. Um, okay. Because well, I asked, have we read your favorite chapter? Or is it still okay. Yeah. So pretty much the same. Um, it says, the best is yet to come. I'm supposed, I, oh, I, it's okay. I'll cut that out. This is yet to come. I'm suppo I suppose that I should get writing. We've all what? been. So yeah, the, the best is, has not come yet. I guess. There's only... How much more is there? Well, he's still, he's still actively updating. Sir! 
we have we are next 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 podcast will be chapter five and then after that will be chapter six so i just want you to know the timeline why so in about four weeks about six weeks we're gonna need a new chapter <laughs> so get busy get busy <laughs> amazing uh question four um if there was one thing you wish your readers knew about you or this fic what would it be Ooh. I know I'm so great at asking questions aren't I <laughs> <laughs> um okay and his answer was one thing I wish my readers knew about the story question mark <laughs> I suppose I would wish to express to them that I spent a lot of time trying to keep things as friendly to the books and movies where I prefer them to the events of the book I've got maps and books full of notes where I have for what I have planned for this story. That being said, I wish to thank all those who are reading it. Aww. And You're the, welcome. The work you put into this shows. Just um, 100%. This is probably one of the more, and I mean this in the best way possible, one of the more professionally written ones that we've read. Yeah. That I feel like I feel like could be like published right alongside with Lord of the Rings because it's to me it feels canon. It 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 fits in so well. It's not trying to, yeah, be this great thing. And so in doing that, it it is kind of (laughs) great. Exactly. Yep. Um. Question five: Is there a story behind your username? Um. And then he says, "Hmm." Also a good question. I know. I came up with this just like on the fly. I was like, I have to get this done. <laughs> I should cut that out because I'm arrogant. <laughs> uh, okay. He answered, ha ha, the meaning behind my username is actually a connection to another story. I'm still writing as well. Um, Adventures of, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. So his Instagram is at Adventures of uh, uh, Dova. I think it's a different fandom that I don't understand. It's spelled D-O-V-A-H. Um, Talon the Mighty was my first character for that story almost five years ago. The tale takes place in, okay, Elder Scrolls. But yeah, it's a, it's a, oh, okay, 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 Skyrim. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, specifically in the province of Skyrim. It started off bumpy and was not more, I don't know, that's a funny word. Uh, <laughs> I need help. It started off bumpy and not lore friendly at all, and the writing left much to be desired. But over time, it's grown into a grand tale spanning four in-store generations, and I personally believe that it's quite a good read. And if you're so inclined to read a tale in the form of posts with photos in every segment, the photos are fairly high quality, if I do say so myself, and I spent a lot of time. Why can't I pronounce or read that word? It's a lot of time doing something. Modding? It's M-O-D-D-I-N-G. Modding, yeah. Yes. Like like mods. Okay. It's like yeah, it's like computer stuff. Yes. stuff. I get it. Yes. yes, we know what it means, but <laughs> it feels like an an odd word. Yeah. Okay, wait, that wasn't modding something, the vanilla game to have modern gaming graphics. The Lord so that was the Skyrim story. The Lord of the Rings story here on Wattpad is higher quality of writing, though, if I'm being honest, since I cannot rely on the photos he- what? The Lord of the Rings story here on Wattpad has a higher quality of writing, though, if I'm being honest, since I cannot rely on the use of photos here. Did that make sense? 
that made sense. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's like having two completely different writing styles, one akin to writing a novel, the other akin to writing a comic book. I never even thought about that. That's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. To write a story on Instagram and be and treat it like a comic. Yeah. Because he said he said that's what he's doing for his yeah. Ah, okay, okay. For his, on his Instagram, that's really cool. Uh, and then he says, "My apologies for the lengthy response." Uh, no, my dude, you're good. Um, that's amazing. Skyrim is. Uh, I, I'm. I. I. I say the words. I am a fan of Skyrim. Now, when I say that, people think that I know something about Skyrim. I know nothing about Skyrim. I watched my ex ex boyfriend play it all the time, and I loved watching him play it. Um, we used to have people on YouTube that we would watch play it. They had they have like a whole um, Cops of Skyrim. Like someone has a whole YouTube series that's basically you know like the Cops show. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, have you never heard of Cops? Like the show, the TV show where they follow police officers around? Oh, yeah. I was thinking okay. it was like, yeah, no, I was thinking something else. Yeah. So they took it. that and, but they do it with Skyrim people, like on the video game. So they have like these two oh. Skyrim people that are cops and they go around. It's a whole YouTube series. So, like, but I have nothing, I don't know anything about the lore or anything like that. But to me, it is a beautiful game. I love watching people play it, so um, I think that's fantastic that he's doing that. Yeah, I think Caleb tried to get me into it, and I was just like, it's not Minecraft. Like, <laughs> no, it's definitely not Minecraft. <laughs> he's like, you'll like this game, I promise. It's like Minecraft. It's it's not like Minecraft. It's not. Nothing is like Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, question six. This is the last one. What led to you joining Wattpad? Um... My good friend Sam, ooh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that last name, uh, G-O-A-R-K-E. G-O-A-R-K-E, who knows, Sam, Sam, our dude, <laughs> <laughs> and a fellow writer, he's really fantastic, oh, cool, uh, got me on board with Wattpad, um, I, I think it, wait, and what a research? listen I just, I'm just like, oh, oh I, it was it says a it was supposed to be I I'll cut all this out um I researched a few other apps but this was by far my favorite the community and UI and everything is just wonderful why am I getting a call from Georgia decline decline <laughs> all your extended family there uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, the, the community and UI, UI of everything is just wonderful. Thanks for thinking of me. It's been quite nice to answer your questions. I hope to hear from you soon. Now off to write more writer of Rohan. Yes, please. Yes, please. And then I never responded. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Listen, Talons and Mighty, we love you. You are fantastic. We are terrible friends, okay? Terrible friends. <laughs> but, but if it makes are... you feel any better, I'm a terrible friend to everyone. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, so... you texted me like hours ago and it's sitting right there. <laughs> and I just haven't responded and I feel bad. I'm working on it. 
it just is. It's one of those things. Um, yeah. We're doing our best. I really, I really enjoy doing the questions. Um, I do too. I think this is a fantastic idea. Yes, because as much as I would love to do like actual interviews, I don't think we're ever going to be able to do that. I mean, we're never going to be, we're never going to have a setup professional enough. Mm, probably not <laughs> to be able to do that but this is i feel like a great compromise yes because he was able to just answer whatenever he got the chance and then we mm-hmm. were like, mm-hmm. it. and i still like i still feel like we know him more now and yes that's yeah. cool i'm like i really thought i wasn't paying attention to how many chapters were written and i thought it was done so telling the mighty i'm gonna need you to get writing <laughs> you cannot yeah. write something this good and not finish it yeah he, he, he better not i say that as i have unfinished works myself <laughs> six weeks six weeks yes six weeks till six we weeks. need till we need a new chapter six ish weeks because you know we tend to not always be on time yes we're so, like two days early though we are we are two days early Friday. Uh, we'll probably have to record early next time because i'll be at the beach right lucky i know I'm very excited. What place are you going to? Uh, the same place we were supposed to go for Michael's birthday. Oh, fun. Yeah. Nice. What was I going to say? I didn't say. Oh, have you been watching The Friendship Onion? No. Don't talk to me, okay? Okay. <laughs> She's just like, okay. Okay, okay bye. Okay, listen. Um, you need to go. There's two episodes that have... Um, uh, Stephen Colbert on it. Really? They interviewed Stephen Colbert. I did not know that Stephen Colbert was probably the biggest Lord of the Rings nerd I have ever met, seen, talked really? to. Okay, because like so many celebrities, they're just like, <laughs> I'm a Tolkien fan, and yeah, I no, 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 because they're richer than me. Um, this man can quote, so like actually, can, this man can quote the Cimmerillion and like studies it with Dude. professors dude he knows everything when he was talking to them about um uh the the importance behind the three strands of hair Mm -hmm. um that Gimli gave or that uh Galadriel gave Gimli and how it was um symbolic of the three um bites of uh my brain yeah. What's the star? What's the star uh, that they descended from? Huh? I guess. Wait. It's the light. The, the okay. You know the vial of light that she gives. The light of Valindia. Yes. Yes. Okay. So apparently that light was created from three of the Valar. Oh. Okay. And um, Galadriel. See, if she's so closely descended from the Valar, um, she had that light in her hair. You have to have three <gasps> to create this light. So, and someone, I forget who it was, asked her yes. for it, and she was like, no, you can't have it, which is why and there is so much significance that she gave three 
exactly three strands to Gimli and why he protected it because he knew like somehow knew of the importance of yeah. that you could make that that light again from those three and he knew all this like he, this was just like homeboy wasn't not, I mean nerd <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but I strongly recommend uh anyone okay. go watch those two episodes of the friendship onion the first okay. one is they talked a little bit more about his uh talk show so but the second one especially they really 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 get into um into Lord of the Rings stuff. They had, he had Billy and Dom on his uh, talk show a couple weeks ago and they asked him about, I think it was where did um, the council of the Ents meet or whatever, like where it took place mm-hmm. in Fangorn Forest. And he said that was the first and only time he has ever been stumped on a Lord of the Rings question. Oh. Yeah. Dang. So it, it, everyone should go watch those episodes where uh, of the Friendship Onion, where Billy and Dom interview Stephen Colbert. It's so good. That sounds like a good time. I might just turn that on and just go about my business. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what I did. I was just listening to it in the background, and then I couldn't stop watching. <laughs> they're they're doing an interview with Shan, with Sean Astin <gasps> yes. next week. So yeah, the first one's already up, but I haven't finished it yet. Um, Sean Astin has um. It was funny. There's two booktubers. Um, and what's that that site? Is it Cameo or something? Yeah. Where like celebrities get on, they'll kind of like say whatever you want to say. It's to be like yeah. happy birthday or whatever. Okay, so these two booktubers, I mean, they're really good friends, but they were having like a, a battle or whatever. Okay. And then it's because the one doesn't like the word undulate or undulating. It's in oh. every book now. You're not going to, you're going to find it in every book. And oh, no. Really. Um, but basically they, they battle back and forth and then the other guy um to kind of end the battle he got sean Aston to say undulating a oh bunch of times he was like i feel <laughs> he was like i feel weird about doing this i don't know what the context is but okay here we go <laughs> that's amazing it was pure gold oh <laughs> uh, that's amazing yeah it was great um uh, what is the Elvish word for autumn? E, E, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. E, ahavas? Is that it? <laughs> e, ahavas. Yeah, well, because I, yeah, because I don't even know if my pronunciation was right. I was just trying. Cool. So, yes, we'll go with so that. So we could be wrong. Oh, we could, but yes. Because I, all I know for, for sure is that the A's, are ah oh oh I think almost always okay e a havas yeah e avas what it well then what that's how I tried it e avas e avas e avas e avas because I got it I got it now e avas yeah we got this e avas all right I'm gonna try um to send off with. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a cool send off. Okay, are we, are we ready for the send off? Yes. Okay, hold on. Okay. Silo and Nor Bomian Lee. Yeah. Did that say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to remind myself what it meant. And I was like, yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. Silo and Nor Bomian Lee. Galu. Galu. 